Laria pilots the ship while Link scans ahead the least used airways for the stealthy trip ahead. Rhea stares dreamily out the window, a map at peace with herself. Looks like T. Elliot wants a word. I bet he does. Aren't you going to... Ugh, fine. Not like he's gonna catch up. Telly! You old space dog? I bet that empty cargo hold feels like your little black heart, doesn't it? Have you any idea what you've just done? Look, Telly, if you didn't want those men to get shot... And stabbed. They shouldn't have shot first. This ain't no sandbox on Ipetus. You had a bounty. We took her. What you did is put this whole solar system in jeopardy. Maybe the whole universe, you worthless mutt! Ease up, Telly. I got a long memory, and I'll likely see you again before those kind of words are forgotten. She isn't just some bounty. That girl is incredibly important. So says the payment. And did you ever stop to wonder who was paying for her? Or why so much was offered? I don't know. Did we think about that, Link? The man I can forgive you for. They, they were idiots and shoddy pirates at best. But if you bring her back... I'll forgive the debt you owe. I don't owe you a Kronos damn thing. Laria's hands shift course, swinging Walt two vectors over to reach an adjacent ring. Off course for Titan. She didn't get this far in the game by not thinking while there was time to think. What, what are, are you are doing? doing? Who's paying for this girl? I am not a man to beg you, Laria. Laria pictures T. Elliot touching his balding forehead to steepled hands and sighing into the holy space of what amounts to hypocritical prayer. She'd never imagined he'd be so attached to a bounty. Cold shivers run the course of her spine up into her hairline. But please, Captain Longfellow, bring her back. We have to keep her safe. Safe from who exactly? Who is she, Tully? She's the map. Yeah, well that means about gore shit to me right now. I don't need more hocus pocus. To the conduit. Could somebody please tell me what the frick that means? The conduit is the tool that opens a port. Static. Silence. A slight tremor in the ring shudders around them. Laria looks behind them to see a ripple spreading through space, waving past. A blossom of orange in the dark sky, a ship snuffed out, leaving only the burning ember of wreckage to float in expanding circles intersecting Saturn's orbit. Another metal-scraped graveyard in the ring. Holy Ferg, Captain, turn the ship. Is that a light show? It's not holidays, is it? It's... Holy Firk. It was Tully shit. Was. But it's just... A space ember. Kronos. The game has changed. Laria hits the cloaking button, bathing Walt in the soft blue glow that hides them from sight and fortifies their shields. Walt swerves down below the ringway turns to double back and swoop through the expanding wreckage. What are you doing? If you put us in the cloak, we'll never have enough fuel to make it to Titan. We're not going to Titan. What? 
But the paycheck! Somebody wants her, or wants to kill her bad enough that they blew up the whole ship in the broad light of space. And I'm not getting blown up today, Link. So sit down, buckle in, and shut up. We've got about a two-hour range and only a few ports that might be safe. Once word gets out that Tully's ship is nothing dust, and that we were the last ones to talk to him, that number's gonna be even smaller. So, where do we go? Mimas. Mimas? Why Mimas? The library's on Mimas. Ah, I see. Finno Tool is also on Mimas. Shut up, Laser Brain. Does the captain ever smile? If she ever did, it was probably on Mimas. Laugh it up, asshole. Mimas is overlooked and out of the way. It's an orbital sanctuary and has a refueling station. The library will have information on what in the Hades a conduit is and why it's worth so much money and death. And Mimas has been O'Toole. Shut up, Link. Laria and Link barely have enough fuel to make the landing pad and the ship touches down roughly in the sheltered port below the library. Centuries ago, it was created to house the rare historical records of the world past. Fallen into disuse, once mining was established, only one person was required to man the outpost. A man who could be content alone. A man in love with books more than people. A man who never thought he'd want anything more. Finn, my old friend, it's been too many turns. Has it? Yet every time you show up, it feels like it's not enough turns. Is that any way to greet your old schoolmate? Finn's eyes scan the sky to assess what kind of danger might be following them. It is a quiet night, a heavy night, and Finn senses a tension. He looks towards Walt. The ship's loading bay is open wide like a great yawning mouth. A small, dark-haired girl walks behind Link, absorbing the surroundings like someone who's been too long in space. Her small feet take heavy steps, as though they are her first. That's the only way I know how to greet incoming mayhem. Ooh, she is not going to like you calling her mayhem. I'm sure I don't know to whom you're referring. Where, where is the captain? Don't worry, she'll be here. She's powering the decelerators down. We had to ride the last six orbits in Cloak and Walt's a little hot. Why in the Hades were you in Cloak? Well, and who's this young lady? As Finn extends his hands, he sees the binding on the young woman's wrists. Janice Abelink? Why is she bound? She's our bounty. At least, that's what I thought she was this morning, but Cap is having inner turmoil over the matter. So naturally, she's come looking for comfort. Bounty? But she's just a child. And what do you mean by comfort? My name is Rhea DeSol. It's a pleasure to meet you. Are these binds really necessary? We are not barbarians here. You've stepped off your ship onto my grounds, and I don't hold with detaining prisoners in the library. You know the rules. Hey, Bookie, take it up with the captain. I'm sure she'd love to have you boss her around. Here she comes now. Finn's eyes, finally at peace to find her, land on Laria and the evening Mimas winds, blowing her hair across her blood and soot-streaked face. The light of the setting star bathes her skin in a warm golden glow. 
Her steps are determined and strong, no matter what softness he knows lies beneath. You love her. Pull your thoughts out of your growing and back into your head, Bucky. And try to wipe off that moon-eyed love-struck look before she gets here. My thoughts? Love-struck. She looks like an angel. She is no angel. What the frick are you all standing around for? <clears throat> Captain Longfellow, I don't think I should have to remind you that the library, S.X.P.A.B.A.T., Sanctorium Ab Nocere. Is that how we're starting? Latin? After the Kronos damn day I've had? Apologies, but the rule still stands. I... No, I'm sorry. You're right. She's not really a prisoner. She's just... a huge pain in my ass. Laria takes out her moon glass knife and shifts her bag over her shoulder. With one quick and effortless slice, the binds fall away. How'd you do that? She never apologizes to me. You don't deserve any apologies. Sanctuary from Harm has saved our asses more than once, and I think there should be some more honor amongst thieves. Even poor excuses for them like you. Fuel the ship, laser brain. I like the captain when she blushes. She's very pretty. And I cut your digits off for touching her thigh. There's nothing wrong with having boundaries. I've worked with her for eight cycles, and not once has she ever taken my advice. And we thank the stars for that, or you'd both be dead by now. My daughter has a soft fondness for the written word, so it was only a matter of time before Finn O'Toole wore through all her battle scars to bring his own kind of sanctuary to her poetic heart. From the moment of their first meeting, Finn judged his worth on the ability to bring out a book she'd never seen or read. In quiet, aloof manners, he would read out loud while they rested beside the fire until she drifted off to sleep. The last sanctuary he sought, she dozed into the library's hammock, and as his persuasive words drifted over her, she draped one long arm over the side. Laria's fingers tugged on his curls, and pulled him in, like gravity, a force beyond his monasterial vows. She kissed him and retreated back into the woven cocoon. I love when you read to me, she had said, and the destruction of his heart was complete. Finn stood no chance of ever living through her. While Link sets up the refueling lines, Rhea walks reverently through the hall of books. Laria sheds her outer layers with relief, as if finally coming home. She rolls the tension from her neck while Finn watches her from over the wire rim of his spectacles. He could have the surgery to fix his eyes, but like his bow tie and his love of books, he yearns to save every scrap of human history possible. Sometimes, Laria wishes in deep, unspoken turns that he would save her, too. You, Laria. Look, I'm sorry to come here. I'm sorry to bring trouble. Laria looks down to her dirty underclothes, Finn accustomed to seeing her stripped of armor, but still moved by it nonetheless, motions for her to join him in his quarters at the end of the hall. I should shower. I'm sorry. I'm as dirty as a space rat. Too many apologies, Laria. You didn't. Rhea is no trouble. 
I'm not so sure, Finn. She's... I don't know what she is. But I got a bad feeling all the same about this. About her. Because? Because T. Elliot contacted me right before his ship was blown to nothing dust to tell me that she needed to be protected. I feel like this could be... more important than I'd like to get involved with. Well, we mustn't place too much importance on our feelings about getting involved, must we? Finn, I can't. You know why I can't be here with you all the time. I've got too many enemies and too much baggage. I don't belong in one place for long. I don't belong anywhere. You could belong if you choose to. You could stay here. You could choose to stay with me. I mean, here, at the library, in the quiet. Aren't you tired of fighting all the time? Kronos, yes. But now's not the time to be opening that can of worms. Why would worms be in a can? Oh, is that another one of your mother's saying? Yeah, I... It's just... Rhea. She's different, Finn. She's... She claims she's some kind of map. You mean she has a map? No. I think she is a map. To what? Treasure? New mining sites? She says she's the map to something called the Conduit. The Conduit? Yeah. Did I stutter? Finn's calm demeanor shifts. He turns and runs for a ladder in the corner of his room, clambers up to the top shelf where the rarest of controversial texts are hidden from public view. Books he hoped to read to her someday. Well, where in Hades are you going? What's in your personal stash that's not in the library? But he is preoccupied with whatever idea the word sparked and hunts through the rose with lingering fingers and soft words pressed between lips. Whispering names, dates, titles. For long minutes, he continues without looking back to her. Kronos, I'm going to go clean up. You just keep on doing what bookies do. Touch more books than girls. Oh, uh... Hiya, Cap. Wow, uh, near naked looks good on you. You still got nine fingers left. It only takes four to fire a blaster. I wouldn't dream of it. Well, that's not entirely true. I might have dreamt of it. There are other appendages that you don't need to fly a ship or fire a blaster. Whoa. That talk must not have gone well. What do you want, Link? Right. Sorry. I was just coming to tell you that I'll find something for us to eat. And I'll hold off on calling my contact until we figure out more. Look, Link. I know it's been a rough day. And how is that different from any other turn for us? Laria reaches out, removes a piece of shrapnel from his vest. Link watches her lithe fingers dislodge the near miss and she shakes her head. Well, you're not the worst partner a pirate could have. Why, Captain, that might be the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. The ability to wash up after the smoke-filled battle and the remnants of days without water was a decadence rarely afforded. The library, once a rectory of the hubris of man's infantile knowledge, had been equipped with running water, electricity, and quite a comfortable existence for something not directly controlled by the royals. Laria disrobes the rest of the way, her dirty underclothes in a heap beside the open stone shower. Laria watches the caked-on blood fade into ribbons at her feet and remembers a story I once told her. 
about rivers that would run wild down mountaintops, banked with green and growing life. These thoughts, strange fading and spiked memories, are interrupted with the sound of Finn's footsteps stumbling into the bathroom. Book in hand and distracted, the steam fogs his glasses and he takes them off to flip through the pages as he approaches the open, tiled semicircle. What do you know about Saturn rising? Thank you for listening to Saturn Rising, starring the vocal talents of Lily Bautista as Eulari Longfellow, Farouk Qureshi as Janice Link Averlink, Sarah Marquise as Rhea, Andrea Drach as the narrator, Muni Brehman as Finn O'Toole, Story adapted and written by Sarah Reichert. Produced by Rick Lug and Nagano Press Studios. Please follow and download to support the show. You can donate at the link in the story notes. <laughs>